loyal listeners, if you would like to get the HLS podcast ad free, as well as get some bonus content like the National Recap Podcast, as well as some other random musings from myself, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash ndtechs. It is just $1 a month or more, if you so choose, to access all of this bonus content. And I would like to thank new patrons, Brian S. and Brent L. Thank you all so much for your support. Hello to another victory edition of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can subscribe to the show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure to come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel over at HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Twitch.tv slash HerLoyalSons for the North Carolina Sim on Thursday night. And, of course, you can always find us at HerLoyalSons.com. And with that said, time to bring in Shane. Shane, how are you doing on this Kicking SC's Ass weekend? For the fourth year in a row, I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) And they just just needed a little bit more time or whatever bullshit that coach came up with, which may have been one of the funnier statements that I've seen. They need need an entirely separate timeline. That's that's where they're at. (laughs) Yeah, the reality is shattered. <laughs> maybe, maybe he really subscribes to uh, the advanced stats uh, because apparently the advanced stats didn't like the win uh, or think it was as dominating as it should have been. Um, mm-hmm. Which, honestly, at this point, I just want to break the supluse and <laughs> just yeah. just keep making it funny. I I told Bill I, I mentioned that Bill C is like, well, Notre Dame didn't move, so whatever. Like Bill, honestly, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I, it was one of those. It was one of those games where like it never really felt like, oh shit, what's gonna happen next? It just felt like, okay. Every time USC did something, my reaction was, okay. You know, yeah. like, right after right after the first possession, I, I I turned to my wife and I said, this is not gonna go well uh, for this USC team. And she's like, well, what makes you say that? I'm like, just everything, everything. <laughs> Um, uh, and then, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was just one of those ones where it really never felt like it was out of reach. Never felt like it was ever going to be out of reach. Um, it just, yeah, just, just a feel good, like cleanse of a win. Almost like, okay, bye week's over. That first six games, that was, I don't know what year that was. That was <laughs> the, the year with no number, right? That was that nebulous. It just happened between years. And now, now we're starting the 2021 season and here we go. The Notre Dame game plan is working. Yeah, and it, it was definitely a little bit different. Obviously, Jack Cohn came out, didn't have a light the world on fire game by any means, but played a lot, hell of a lot better. I mean, there's still, mm-hmm. uh, especially the red zone, still some head scratching things that happen, uh, which maybe is why the advanced stats were, were none too pleased with our performance. 
Uh, but I mean, overall, it, it was a solid game uh, by Cone. He only gave up one sack, and I actually don't lay that on his feet. It was a three-man rush, and his line had a brain fart. And, yeah. and then beyond that, we actually saw, hey, if we don't play one of the better defenses in the nation, the beefier <laughs> O-line can open up some holes because Kyron Williams had over 100 yards for, I believe, the first time all season. 170 total yards for the Irish rushing, and... I mean, the offense, I I honestly have very little to complain about. They did just fine. Could they convert a few more third downs, keep a few more drives going, be a little bit more successful in the red zone? Sure, but uh, it was not a nightmare, which made me very happy. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, they, they did everything they were supposed to do, but there were still, you know, it, it was also, in its own way, a fairly educational game. Like, this was something that taught us, I think, a lot about what Notre Dame is in their in their current circumstances. And it was to the point where, like, even my wife had certain things locked down. Again, this is a person that does not follow football really at all. She just tolerates it when I turn it on. But even this week, <laughs> she, even this week she was sitting there saying a few particular things that, that were her takeaways. Number one, number 23, runs harder than anyone she's ever seen and anyone else on the field. She's like, that guy mm-hmm. doesn't, like, every time somebody touches him, it's like he has, he makes it a point to keep running because of it. That's what she skipped. That's what, that was her observation. Uh, her second observation, number four, is highly unreliable. <laughs> oh, no. Kevin. <laughs> yep. Damn highly it. unreliable. Highly unreliable Kevin Austin, which, of course, still has, in some instances, the cases of the dropsies all too often, um, even though he can make up for it. And then her last observation is, why don't they just keep putting that kid number 12 in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to the fan yeah, base. <laughs> this was a, a perfect summation of, of the other of fan experience, I think, this USC game. But it also encapsulated, you know, the perfect balance of all the things we love, right? All the things we love to see, the offense clicking, the defense absolutely wreaking fucking havoc on, on USC of all teams, you know. And, you know, the, the bad, the things you don't like, uh, the the still rotating carousel, the still Jack Coniness of it all. Um, you know, the, the, the decision making, you know, by Brian Kelly in certain circumstances is just like a lot of it just, just still has ironing out, uh, to have uh, applied. But I think all in all, this is the best, most consistent start to finish they've looked all season. I would say that's fair. And I think we, we had like a, a complete round of like the things of, Hey, this looks good. This looks better. And the, Oh my God, this is absolutely fucking annoying. Because uh, we had, uh, and we'll talk more about the defense later, but the defense had some, you know, headaches and issues. Uh, Cone could have been a little bit better. And uh, we we also had the, hey, maybe we should put Buckner in these red zone situations and these, hey, we're obviously running the football. Let's make things a little bit easier on everyone. Right. Right. And, and we're, we're just not doing it. But uh, I mean, overall, it, you know, sticking with the offense, I, I think Cone did fine. I like the the happy medium of we're just going to have tempo. We're not going to go, you know, flying 100 miles an hour like we're fucking Oregon or anything like a Chip Kelly offense. But we're going to go and we're going to eliminate him. You know, we'll make it feel like a two minute drill just about every single time. And really, yeah. that's what it was. It was a lot of quick reads. It was a lot of accurate passing uh, for the most part, which I, I do wonder still if Cone had been playing banged up. And now that he got a week to, to kind of rest and get his potty back in one piece, if that didn't help things a little bit. We mm-hmm. actually saw 
for the first time, at least that I can remember all season, we ran multiple QB sneaks. One of yeah. which was Kyron Williams assaulting <laughs> Cone yeah. across the first down marker. But you, you almost wonder, it's like, were we afraid to run those before? Was was Cone hurt? Because, or, or maybe they just were afraid the line couldn't handle it. But it, it seemed that there was none of that fear. The offense had a confidence that we know who we are now. Now let's just go do it. And for the most part, they did. They did exactly what they needed to do. You had freshmen getting involved in the game. I was I was extremely happy with the effort. Yeah, no, everything everybody looked good. I mean, Logan Diggs looked great. Lorenzo Styles looked great, great, like really good. Um, and again, like I said, like what better prescription for a you know for a get right game than a, a USC Trojans team that is absolutely fucking flailing? You know, all all. All London, you know, uh, you know, all Drake London's, you know, aside for all 170 fucking some odd yards he accumulated throughout this game. It was kind of like the that's exactly where we want all of the yards to go to. It has to we want right. them all to be funneled through him and we want it all to be done between the 20s because other than that, he didn't really do jack shit. Um, and then that, that was, you know, an effective game plan because. I mean, aside from Keontae Ingram on occasion, they didn't really have much of an answer otherwise. Keaton Slovis was um, a shit show most of the game. I mean, he 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 was indecisive. His decision making usually resulted in bad throws, um, overthrows left and right, um, and then you know, uh, just uh, not enough protection. Definitely not enough time. Um, and and, and nothing, there's no real athleticism there to be accounted for aside from the fact, you know, that he can throw the ball. So at the end of the day, it was just a dominating fucking like cathartic get right game. And it just felt like one of those games where you, you felt you saw a team go from question mark to exclamation mark. Yeah. And when, when you're kneeling the ball inside the 10 yard line because it's over and you're just kind of laughing as you finally give one actual show of mercy. It's always a good feeling. Uh, it's the old borderline erotic. Uh, Shouldn't have <laughs> done it. For the solid verbal. Yeah. Uh, Should have gone for it. I'm sure. What was the, the, the athletic was joking that they, they, they couldn't imagine a scenario where Tommy Reese is like, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to throw a fate here. And Brian Keller was like, sorry about uh, that headset muted. Can't hear you. Gotta go. <laughs> you know, just overriding him i'm the head coach shut up i could honestly see vk say oh yeah absolutely let's run fades on both let's have two fade options on the side <laughs> yeah it's tulsa shit man let's <laughs> run joe off to thing. the corner of the fucking end zone let's do it oh that would have been great that would have been absolutely hilarious yeah we also saw sebo for the first time all season so Cibo, he got some carries he he came in with the uh, buckner on the the package there uh mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh to watch it and really we knew it was going to be a bad defense, but also a very undisciplined one as well. Just making yeah. stupid penalties, committing pass interference out of desperation or when they don't even have to. Uh, my favorite was the uh, personal foul forearm shiver to the back of the helmet. Oh, my God. That was the lamest attempt at making it <laughs> seem like that. It was accidental. It was like what? there's no direction in which the back or the back of your elbow and forearm ever incidentally run into anything unless it's your moonwalking into you know like a wall or door frame <laughs> like that's the only like that's not happening like this there's no reason right. for you to accidentally lean over at 45 fucking degrees and be like oops momentum and gravity be damned <laughs> like dude come on 
Shane, I'm not going to lie. At first, when I saw the flag, I was really worried Kyron finally got flagged for talking Snapped too much back. shit. Because <laughs> I I absolutely love, uh, and, and he's always a big shit talker, but in this game in particular, it didn't matter if he was even tackled for a loss or he barely got yards. He was going to yep. get up and get in somebody's face. It's and. Yep. That's the thing I love about uh, Kyron. Mrs. Tex noticed it too. It's like, damn, he's small. I'm like, yeah, but he runs like a fucking bulldog. So he just, yeah. it, it's awesome. That it's that attitude that we've talked about. Uh, the confidence and the attitude, whereas Southern Cal had the opposite attitude of, you know, thinking they're the coolest kids on the block, just trying to bully somebody around when you're getting your ass beat. Yeah. Uh, just, it, yeah. it feels so good. I mean, they, uh, let's see, I actually need to look up how many penalty yards they had because I feel like it was a bunch uh, but yeah, they're just—it's like you—you you see the opposite side of uh, coaching uh, in this instance. And let's see here, uh, that they had nine penalties for sixty-five yards. Wow! It didn't—it <laughs> it feel like it felt like a lot more than that. They just—they just—they they, you could just tell they didn't—they—they they lacked discipline. They lacked interest. They were not invested in the outcome of this of this game. All they really wanted was to uh, act. Like assholes, you know, on the road. They, that was really all they were there to do was to be, you know, slightly showy and prickish about being the road team. You know, they really tried, especially, you know, at, at, in the fourth quarter, but they tried their damnedest to pretend to feel like this was a real rivalry game. But you could just tell at the beginning it was too cold. It was generally like, why the fuck are we doing this? They, this, this sucks. It, it, you know, nothing seemed to be hard fought, you know, on their side of the ball, um, you know, and, and by the half, it was like, okay, they're down 14 and this feels incredibly insurmountable. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just one of those ones where it was like, what the fuck is this? Can, can we talk about the end of the half? Because I feel like that was, yeah. Oh my God, USC, what are you doing? The, the sim called it. Of course, the sim yeah. always finds a way yeah. to interject itself. It's never in the place it happens in the sim, but it's going to happen somewhere. And that whatever the fuck they were doing at the end of the half was exactly like the end of the fucking game in the sim. Quitting. We we're just wondering what's going on. <laughs> yep. Quitting. Actively quitting. Not knowing the situation, having no fucking clue what you're doing, and then you got an interim coach losing his damn mind on the sideline. What he buddy was flipping the fuck out. <laughs> like, you're just as much to blame for any of this shit. Like Yeah, man, you're the one talking to everybody on the radio, dude. It's in your ear. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, just it, I was just laughing because I'm like, they're not gonna get the snap off. You can tell it ain't no, gonna man. work. No, and, they, did a, they they pulled the old Tennessee and run up, ran the fuck out of bounds to end the game. Yeah, it was. I mean, just just supreme. Uh, it, it's it's always great to win these games. It's even better to win. You went into a point where your opponent just seems so discombobulated that they don't know which way's up. They're not even sure what the fuck they're doing here or why they're here or what they need to do. And, and I swear, it, it really felt like Drake London was just kind of looking around like, anybody? Anybody? Anybody gonna help me? Please. That was, for love that, God. Honestly, <laughs> logically, logically, they should have just run every play through him. If he was up for it, if he was willing to fucking touch the ball 75 times... You know, like uh, yes, on Saturday they should have tried it. That was the, the most competent offense they had. 
He looked so, by the time the fourth quarter, he looked so exhausted. Tired. He looked yes. so sick of the shit. And if he took a hard hit or something, he just got up. You could just see that, like, he wasn't, like, limping or, like, oh, God, I'm going to fucking die out here. But oh, he just he had this like, look oh. of, I am ready for this game to be fucking over. Because this mm-hmm. is all worthless right now. <laughs> yep. He is going to opt out so hard. <laughs> when oh, yeah. When he sees oh, yeah. the opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I think at this point, you know. There's no mistaking who the best player on this USC team is. And, and, you know, because it's USC, pro teams are going to scout the fuck out of them no matter what. So everyone's going to be after him, period. And if he has an opportunity to, he's just going to, I mean, he should, he should just get the, he should just get the fuck out of there. I mean, there's no, there's no wasting your time with whatever's coming, whatever next regime there may or may not be. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, well, I feel like it's almost time to talk about the defense and anything else we have for thoughts of this game. Uh, but before we do that, let, let's go ahead and address the old podcast business. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk home field apparel, which was, uh, man, there, there was a shirt that was a big player. And it was that lovely, lovely onward to victory design with the green game jersey back in the 70s showing a wonderful final score and calling southern cal southern cal on t-shirt print which everything about that shirt's great uh it's one of the only times i actually made sure that that was the main thing that wasn't an undershirt that was the shirt i wasn't wearing a jersey or anything else it was very comfortable all day long of course mrs tex was rocking uh the woman's cut uh tank top for notre dame Guys, y'all, if you're not on Home Field Apparel now, you really need to be. The designs are great. Home Field Magic was definitely in the air. And you see, Southern Cal, I don't know if you guys remember the the big new Saturday for Southern Cal, but barely anybody bought t-shirts. Now their head coach is fired. They really suck. They don't know how to play a half. Coincidence? I think not. So make sure you inject as much Home Field Magic as you can into Notre Dame. And when you do, make sure you use code LOYALSONS. 15% 15% off your first order. Again, that is homefieldapparel.com. Finding the best and the most comfortable and soft t-shirts and hoodies that you could possibly find. And, and joggers as well, whenever they actually have them in stock. Just mm. a whole bevy of stuff. Remember, holidays are coming up, and they have promised. They have promised new releases, Shane. And they said they're back on their bullshit. There okay. is not a single Power 5 release oh, coming shit. up. Okay. So the, the good shit's about to really come, and I, I'm begging you, Homefield. S- yeah. I, I need some SIU. I need some Salukis, <laughs> man. I need some Salukis. That would be a perfect Christmas gift around these parts. Again, homefieldapparel.com. Loyal listeners, if you ever wanted to get a deeper insight into the Notre Dame football program from somebody that lived it as both a player as well as in the inside of the athletic department, we suggest picking up a copy of If These Walls Could Talk, Stories from Notre Dame Fighting Irish Sideline, Locker Room, and Press Box by none other than Reggie Brooks himself. Reggie will dive into everything from his time playing under Lou Holtz all the way up to the experiences of watching Brian Kelly lead today's Fighting Irish. And we are happy to extend a 25% offer off the book just by going to herloyalsons.com slash book. Make sure you use the code WALLSND25 
That's W-A-L-L-S-N-D-2-5 when you make your order. Again, head over to HerLoyalSons.com slash book. Use the code WALLSND25 and enjoy a great addition to your Notre Dame football library. All right, let's talk about the defense. Let's start with uh, the frustrating. I want to get the frustration out. Okay, let's do that. Because let's it was otherwise, that. it was otherwise. A Kyle good Hamilton's game. knee. Go. <laughs> uh, well, that was that was part of it. I, I'm actually terrified. I, I was very terrified of what happened, uh, and hopefully, it is okay. We will find out, uh, quote unquote, for sure. Uh, I'm sure BK will play coy, but as of now, they don't think it's awful. I think it was very much a, yeah, you're not going back in. We don't need you in this, which is good. That's a good thing to know that uh, we didn't need Kyle Hamilton. And I think that was part of why Drake London had more success than he needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is irritating the hell out of me is the Marcus D. Freeman, please learn how to coach with a lead challenge. Yeah, The book is out. Keontae Ingram didn't do shit all game long. The running game was non-existent until Until. (laughs) we had a lead. And just like against Florida State, it was, uh, they're doing that, like, drop everybody in the backfield type shit. So let's just uh, run the ball down their throat. And guess what? It worked. And they're marching all the way down the field. And you're like, God, why? At will. Yep. I was like, what the fuck is going? Why are we doing this? Again, it's not like we, yeah. we haven't seen this happen before. It's it's so unbelievably annoying. And it's one of those things where everybody in the stands, everybody on Twitter, it feels like everybody in every form knew what was coming except for Marcus Freeman. And that yep. kind of shit is just highly annoying. You don't want to give up the points when you don't have to. And that's really pretty unacceptable. What, yeah, one of those touchdowns was absolutely unacceptable. And then finally, you know, with the defense finally getting worn down, Drake London finally gets a long game. Epps got himself a long game. It's like, oh, come on. Are we really going to do yeah, this? Are we really going to yeah. fuck around and lose? Thank God it's the offense said. Love. Yeah, thank God the offense like, nope, we're fine. Don't worry about it. But, man, I just, when you have such a dominating defense and and such a real, like, you knew Slovis was having a long night. He was getting banged up like crazy. And then you call the dogs off. Isaiah Foskey is, Rakes actually tweeted this out, has, mm-hmm. is the second in the nation in sacks. Yet that guy is yeah. dropping back into coverage, it feels like, especially with the lead, like half the snaps or more. Yeah, it, there are a lot of things about, um, for, maybe it's formations, and, and the assignments that fall therein that just like when you're going to cross rotate from, let's say, like, you know, whatever, whatever formation to the next and then the next one requires that MTA drop into coverage. It's like, wait, why? Why? Why did we even have that transition option available? Why are we not doing personnel changes, you know, at will here? Like we have the depth to to. to to not put fucking Foskey in a situation where he's chasing a slot receiver across the fucking field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, inexcusable. That that's just stupid. That shouldn't be happening. But, you know, here we are. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's it's. I, I don't understand what it is. It, it almost feels like a another conversation with BK of, you know, Marcus needs to learn how to use his personnel a little bit better or whatever he said after the Florida State game. A little it's bit. Just, yeah, just... Uh, don't call the dogs off, man. 
keep doing what you're doing. They're not adjusting, and this team could not adjust enough because it was basically their entire game plan for forever was just throw it to Drake and pray to God, and it was not working. And Slovis was getting just murdered. He was rushed. He was never comfortable. But once you let Ingram get a foothold and you let him start running, it was like, okay, now now you're going to give him confidence that they don't need. Like just just put right. the kibosh on it immediately, man. You don't need that shit. That's 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 my biggest thing. Shut it I down. got it out there. Shut it's it down. I, I just don't. If I see another goddamn three, like like you could put three down linemen on occasion, but if I see it for a whole drive again, I I cannot, you know, vouch for the safety okay. of my TV. Okay. <laughs> you yeah, my my biggest takeaway is um I feel like corner is a little more shaky than I think we realize. You know, sometimes we're lured into the false sense of security that Clarence Lewis and Tariq Bracey are out there making strides and shit. But, I mean, Drake London made every single one of them look stupid. Yeah, and it was really weird that Cam seemed to never be in coverage on Drake. which Cam was never even close. Which seems to be a big problem, and I pointed it out to the point where Douglas Farmer was like, hey, he finally came back in, because I'm like, he's not even on the field. What's going on? Which Yeah, what the hell? He's your best corner. He's your best non-Kyle Hamilton defensive back, period. So the yeah. fact that he was never, like, you know, somebody else said, it's like, well, you know, he's he he plays the field. He doesn't play the boundary. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give you a put fuck. Him on the, you put him put on him the best on the good player. guy. Put like, him on I, the best player. I understand the logic, and against a normal team, yeah, absolutely. Let him play the field because he's better at it, because he's he's not as big, he's not as bulky. I get it. I get that's why you like Clarence on the boundary. But you can't use Clarence Lewis' size when he can't stay close to Drake London, and London was abusing the hell out of him. Clarence was always slow, and then Cam Hart seemed to have another weird whiff of a tackle, which is like, can we not do this? This is this is becoming a weekly thing now. That's two weeks in yeah. a row, bud. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I've never. I have never understood like when you're making enough contact to make like your your chest, your shoulders, or your back direct directly hit their center. You should be wrapping your arms around the person. There should be no reason why you're leading in that direction. You should have enough body control at this level. To be wrapping your fucking arms around the player and making sure they get to the ground. Not hoping you push them hard enough and they trippity trip trip and maybe fall like this is some Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like just, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like shut it down. Like, I, I get so mad when I see the, the, the hits that go with like the forearm shiver. It's like the push off. It's like, no, right. just use your hands to, uh, to grip them instead. And you won't accidentally get dinged for targeting either if you do it right. Uh, that's exactly. the other thing. It's like tackle right. You won't get dinged for targeting. Instead of it's like you don't want to run the risk of, oh, then the 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 receiver or the back like puts their head down and all of a sudden you crown. Don't play scared, man. Yeah, Come crown on. crown to, to, to upper body and then you're fucked and you're out of the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the secondary, they were lost without Kyle for, for sure. There, for there was a, a big lot while of, there. Yeah, they they were definitely lost for a while. I mean, they recovered. They did just fine, all things considered. 
But man, they needed Kyle. They needed a lot more Cam on Drake than what they ever did. So I mean, good on USC for saying, hey, we're noticing he never lines up as long as we put Drake London on the boundary or in the slot, which no, have him follow. Don't don't be married. And if the defensive scheme is that married to personnel to where you're that concerned about who is where questions. Yeah, that's like, okay, then what what are you doing? Because you should know they're going to try to move the one guy everywhere. You can't be doing that. It's just that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Thankfully, uh, Southern Cal scored three points with all these frustrations for three quarters. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter of back all the way off and really piss everybody off. Did they ever score points again? I mean, this game was so far out of hand for the defense. Freeman did everything he needed to do, but it was just the the fourth quarter malaise and, hey, we're good. Prevent. That's that. No. But, dude, like, who gives a shit? Like, I was at the the point when, like, when they scored the first touchdown, it was like, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, it was just, I was annoyed. I wasn't like, oh, God. I wasn't even annoyed. Oh, I I was was highly annoyed. I was wildly unaffected. Like, I was just like, look at those poor football kids from California. Ah, the charity touchdown. Hey, look at their participation trophy. Everyone's going to get ribbons and make sure everyone gets a Capri Sun after this one because they all put in their best effort. Hey, I still had a... I still had a minus seven ticket. I was very invested in making sure (laughs) they didn't fall completely asleep. I didn't give a (laughs) shit. I was like, this isn't... This isn't. This isn't. This isn't. This is not indicative of them coming back. And then the second no, it wasn't. I, I will say that the second touchdown took place, and I just got that was the point when I just got like, oh come the fuck on, like like it's the it's the kind of annoyance that uh like a teacher comes back into the classroom after having to step into the hallway for a meeting, and all the students are being clearly way louder than they've ever supposed to be, <laughs> and she just walks in and she just goes, guys, can. Like fucking seriously, like that. It's that energy. It's not really right. that serious, but it's still like this is stupid. Stop. Um, but then they missed the extra point, and I was like, okay, they're they're done. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That it's was over. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely said this game's over. They're they're not scoring again. It's done. And then yeah, and, and they then Notre Dame scored again, and yeah. then they proved that point. Yeah, and and like like I said, at the end of the day, it wasn't a big deal. I was definitely annoyed because I just I, I love beating the hell out of these guys. And yeah. and I'm glad we ended up winning by 15. At the end of the day, it was a multiple possession win. So it was like, OK, yep. it didn't look like one of these. Oh, damn. Notre Dame nearly. No, no, no. There was no Notre Dame nearly. It was a mess, yep. even though I know the win, ex- the win expectancy was 45 percent, which I don't understand mm-hmm. that whatsoever. OK. The sure. the average EPA that a stats of war puts out there for the uh, the how did you really get beat that bad? We were on the wrong side of that graph, implying that well maybe Southern Cal should have won that game, which kind of goes okay. in the post win expectancy. If you say so, but they yeah. didn't. <laughs> they, they didn't, and honestly, they really. It, it was only towards the end. I mean, it's all that stuff. Also, takes out the garbage time uh, type stats. Yeah, they really too, didn't win. We were in garbage time for quite a while, and that's that. That was the problem. It's like all the other stuff happened in garbage time, and it just didn't matter. Uh, right. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, SC turned the ball over twice. So again, kudos to the defense. Kudos to Bo Bauer for damn near getting paydirt. 
Yeah, she <laughs> that that was another one of those guys that flash. She's like, "What's that dude with the fucking the lion hair? He's so fast." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> And he says uh, uh, he, he should have got there. He was probably so. Didn't he say he caught shit afterwards? Oh no, I didn't hear that, but I bet he did because I, I guarantee you, I would have yeah. if I was on the team. <laughs> Especially yeah. after the offense and the score, like good job, Bo. You fucked it up. You only had four more yards to go. And you had to go and get caught. Now that's four yeah. less points than we have. I sure hope we don't lose by four. This is all your <laughs> fault. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it it was great. Uh, I love that Bo finally got like a, a huge, huge defensive play like that in in a just gigantic game, because we always see him fly around on special teams. He did it again in this game to where he just absolutely plastered somebody uh, to hell him yeah. back. I, I think it was it was Bryant. He just obliterated. Uh, but yeah, you're you're seeing a defense uh, when all is said and done that is having a litany of injuries all across the linebacking sure. core. And then Kyle Hamilton goes down. Worst nightmare you could possibly have. And it still didn't matter, which is awesome. Unnoticed. Yeah, it was yeah. it was almost I was hoping we were going to have like what we did against North Carolina, but it was kind of like the inverse of where, well, the fourth quarter happened. But for the rest of the game, they didn't score shit. So, yeah, uh, it worked it, out it, really well. It could have been something like that. But the fact of the matter, it was it was better than that, man. It was Kyle Hamilton went out and all we can think about is when are we going to get the, 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 the word? When are we, we going to find out how bad is it? When are we going to find out how bad is it? Like never was the thought. How bad is the score going to get? Oh, fuck, are we going to lose? It was, nah, man, just, I really want that sideline update. Have we, have, can they keep shooting the camera to the tent? Like, I want them to, you know, show the dungeon where the magic is happening. Like, let's, yeah, it's let, like, let's please, please on. don't tell us that, like, his career is ruined because of, like, a, a bullshit lucky roll by no, SC no, yeah. just in the wrong area. All we were focused on was the outcome. So, like, we were comfortable enough in the result of the actual football game that the focus wasn't even how does this change its outcome. It was, right. okay, and like now how, how, you know, how do we let these next 30 game minutes pass without me losing my fucking mind? It was the question instead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that that was really, the, you know, that I feel like that revelation alone was enough to feel like, okay, like, this team is in a good spot. And that... that all things considered, without Kyle Hamilton, this is not the first time this has happened. This team continues to perform because it's, it's got, you know, it's the death chart, man. Like top to bottom, it's full of fucking dudes. And in this system, those dudes seem to thrive, man. Everybody, you know, as you see how Bo Bowers just suddenly like hops out and like explodes onto the scene. It's like the second they're put in an opportunity in a place where they have even the slightest opportunity to show what they're good at. That's exactly where they're supposed to be, and that's exactly what they do. Yeah, they they did a, a solid job. You got three sacks, four tackles for loss, three QB hurries, which it felt like there were a hell of a lot more, but we're just going by whatever ESPN lists here. And, and yeah, and, and you got Bo Bauer running 79 fucking yards <laughs> back with that interception. And they yeah, did man. great. I mean, really, the only other complaint just overall is, Jesus, Doris, stop missing kicks. That's about oh, dude. it. I was okay. You know what? <laughs> I usually don't fuck around with the bets on games that deep, but I pulled up this game and I was like, I bet you the first fucking score because Notre Dame is who exactly we know they are is going to be a bullshit field goal after a dominating, <laughs> after a dominating drive down the field. That's what I said. I said, that's going to be the first score. 
Watch this. Money. Bam. Field goal Notre Dame. I had that shit dead to rights. I was like, USC, even if USC gets the ball first, USC is going to shit themselves, do nothing but a three and out, and Notre Dame is going to march right down to the fucking field, stop at the three-yard line, and kick a bullshit field goal. That's exactly what the bet I put down was, and that is exactly the situation that I had lined up until Jonathan's foot decided to say, hey, man. (laughs) Fuck your money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to push this thing so far right. You're fucked. I'm just going to inexplicably kick this in a direction where there is no goalpost. How about over there? That's exactly what he did. I was so fucking mad, dude. I was like, this is some bullshit. Now they're going to score a touchdown. And then what They did. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Uh, But yeah, and it's funny, like, I'm not worried, like, when it comes clutch time, like, if Dor, if he needs to drill a 50-plus yard field goal, or he's got to kick a game winner, I got no fear. I'm like, he is going to have ice in his veins. It's when he's got the easy, like, middle middle range field goal to where it's like, oh, this should be an easy, this is three. That's when I get concerned. It suddenly becomes a fucking Rubik's Cube, and he's like, how do leg (laughs) and foot go to score? How do it? It's like, okay, man, you know what? I don't know how you got the scholarship. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he, even the look on his face, he's just like, fucking really? Did I just do that? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Why, why did I do that? Yeah, I don't know. I was mad. I, I was mad. <laughs> oh, I, I see prop bets are a dangerous thing. I say as I Buddy, sit here watching I was I was like, Sunday why did night I football even, on a bunch the of them. one time I even entertained the bet. I'm like, oh, I got this one for sure. No fucking problem. The game walks me right into the narrative and then pulls the rug out from underneath me. And below is a nothing. I'm like Wiley Coyote dropping off a cliff. Hail Gambler. Yeah, it's it's okay. I watch Saturday Night Football. I'm on the under. I'm on both quarterbacks throwing under because it's a fucking monsoon game right now. So I, I'm playing with fire in the props right now. So. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. Hey, look, this game is absolutely, let's see where we are. We're, this, this thing's absolutely atrocious right now. Yeah, uh, both quarterbacks are under 100 yards passing right now, and they Fuck. have to go over 200. <laughs> oh, God. It is it is nasty weather, man. It's something else. What is? Wow. They have an uh, atmospheric river. It's not rain. It's an atmospheric river from the Pacific what Ocean. The <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I picture, I picture like. You know, like water bending, but like a tunnel of water, you know, like connecting the Pacific Ocean and then just pissing all over this game. That's honestly what it is, because when they showed the radar, there was like this line of clouds and it looked like this fucked up dick went all the way over into the Bay Holy Area. Shit. They said, this is all basically just water. And it's just I bet it looks like a trip from space. I bet it looks like a trip from fucking <laughs> space. All right. Well, well, all back right. back to non-degenerate things. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this team did great. I I'm was happy. I was super happy I, with it. I can't complain. I force. I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at this team now, and I see an 11 and one team. That's what I see. Yeah, the schedule helps. That's the other thing. Yeah, and, and look, yeah. readily admit that this was a soft as hell defense. But folks, thanks to us winning this game, the bowl eligibility run for SC looks like hell. Red alert. They have to play Arizona, which might be their best chance of a win the rest of the season. So let's say they win that. They four and four. Then they go play at Arizona State. Then they go play at Cal. Then they play UCLA, who actually looks solid. 
And then they get to end the season against BYU. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So beyond the Arizona game, can you tell me the two other wins that they will have to get bowl eligible? Because good luck. I don't have them. Okay, maybe (laughs) Cal, maybe Cal, let's be real. Maybe Cal, they'll, you know, let's just say nothing goes wrong and they do everything they're supposed to do and it all comes together and Drake London gets involved somehow and actually throws two touchdown passes of his own or some shit. Um, uh, But aside from that, BYU is their best next opportunity, I think. I think Arizona State, no, I don't think Arizona State. Uh, at, At Arizona State, no. No, I think BYU would be their next possible shot, and I feel like they have none there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and BYU has um, actually played a little bit better after. Uh, and it would be at by BYU. Baylor. No, it's at home, so they're lucky. But oh. the, like, it matters. There's nobody. BYU may actually bring enough but fans that would be into their the Coliseum. Next, that would still be their next best shot. But man, that's calling up a lot. Like, if it comes down to their five and six. And they're in the fourth quarter trailing by three against BYU. Better no one is going to watch anything else. Everyone is going to watch the streak fucking die in the hands of Mormons. Uh. <laughs> uh. Catholics and Mormons Oof. did you in. Sucks to be you. But nice. yeah, nice. I mean, they're they're basically going to be hoping that they can sneak in as a five-win team. I mean, they, they, ah. this loss really put them behind the eight ball. Wow. Yeah, they're squ- they're fucked. They're fucked. They they got to do a lot, but they're pretty fucked. Oh, it's great. That when I came to that realization, like uh, uh today basically it was like in the middle of the afternoon. I was like, "Wait a second. They've only won 3 oh, games. Hold on. They might not go to the bowl game." They and might honestly, not make it. The way this team is playing, I can absolutely see them just lay an egg yeah. against Arizona inexplicably lay an egg. It just, if just they do that, I mean, if they do that, I, yeah, at that point, there's got to be a lot. I mean, everybody on that staff has just got to, like, walk out and be like, we're sorry. <laughs> we, 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 we already packed before, just in case. Yeah. And, and my Jesus. how things are changed, because like we said, ND, it's like, yeah, look, looking at a potential at 11 wins, because uh, just in thing. case, yeah, we got another night game against UNC and then home at Navy. At Virginia, which could be interesting. Scary game. Uh, Still scary. Yeah. Georgia Tech, which they, they also, can put up a little uh, bit of a fight. And then who knows what you get when you travel at Stanford. Uh, but I tell you what, the, the night game at USC, uh, excuse me, for UNC should be a real fun uh, atmosphere. Because, Shay, did you see, like, the light show that they did uh, yeah, in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I, I saw some of that on Twitter. I was like, okay, so this is what they're doing between quarters and shit. Maybe somebody... Somebody finally, like, either A, listens to podcasts and talk and, and hears all of us bitch about what Georgia did to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm sure either somebody listened to the podcast and then went to the student stadium people and was like, I need you guys to show me what your lights do during games. Like, give me give me a full rotation of your lights. And, and, we need to, and, and I want to I assess what we can do better. Because yeah, you have more than an on off, you have more than an on off switch, right? <laughs> because that's, yeah. that's all it's felt like, and and really, it was. 
I was impressed. It was it was very Notre Dame in that they were going like super old school ish and, and like it's not like it was like from the seventies or whatever, but you, you had um I, I don't know what year the lights was from, uh that they were doing at first and entered into it. But then you had like serious old school, like a bunch of old white people. Yes, this is a fine hip hop. <laughs> this is this is palatable for me. Uh, and and you got uh, yes, people. To, I too fucks with the Fugees. Yes, I yes, do. Yes, I do. You 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 got people to do jump, but you didn't directly steal Wisconsin's bit. So I right, thought it was right, awesome. Right. Uh, the student section. Anytime I see a clip, I like go look for the student section and just look watch the it like. The band, the band's going nuts. The students are going nuts, and it's also one of those things where it's just a really fucking cold game, and it's miserable. Yeah. Like that is just a way to make the experience so much worse for the opposing team. Like God, these fucking assholes are all crazy. <laughs> yeah, they actually enjoy this. What's wrong with these fucking people? <laughs> yeah, I remember back we we had UCLA in like the weird uh, uh, SoCal splits. And it was when Samarja scored the game-winning touchdown, that game. Uh, but there was a moment in time where it was pretty cold, and then it started raining, and all of our drunk, crazy asses are cheering in the stands. And you just see the entire sideline go, what the fuck is wrong? What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> scare, but yeah, it's, scare tactics. It, it's fun. They had the Jumbotron showing a bunch of you know players jumping up, celebrating. Like It was, it was genuinely cool. And yeah. probably one of the the first moments I've really had a big time FOMO about that stadium because that looked like a hell of an environment to be in. The crowd was loud. They were into it. Uh, I mean, you, you, you get Andy and SC together. They're always going to be into it. But that that felt yeah. special after not getting to see this game for a year. And then, yeah. you know, having yeah. people post, well, quote unquote, post pandemic Go out there and just have a blast. Uh, lots of fun. Hope the, that same energy can be brought when Mac Brown comes rolling into town with uh, mm -hmm. a, a Heisman hopeful that has shat his pants on the way uh, through the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, yeah. Let's let's the, win the rest of them, man. And I'm not just saying this because I'm holding a win total ticket. I'm I'm just ready to watch yes. us run the table the rest of the way. I don't care if we get in the playoff or not. We'll talk about that kind of the the picture ish on our bonus uh, a little podcast a little bit more. But Shane, I don't know about you, but I'm just looking at things. I'm like, ah, I'm not even worried about it. Let's just win them out and win. let things happen. To me, the goal is simple: win. Just keep winning, and there and wherever you arrive at when you're done doing that, then you can choose from whatever options are presented to you at that time. That that's basically I don't I have no interest in trying to prognosticate about it. I, I'm not really trying to look toward we need to aim for blank because at this point I expect the team to be good enough to find itself in a position to have earned whatever they get. That's pretty much it. And if yeah. they're up there competing with anybody else for something that may or may not be dicey and say let's call it an at large bit or something, I am certain or I'm confident that whatever they do from here on out will earn them the spot to be considered above whomever else they're competing in that spot with. I agree. And even like our ranking, we're ranked 11th right now. And, okay. you know, I look at the teams above us like immediately, Iowa and Ole Miss. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, either they're going to keep winning football games or something's going to happen to them. I don't care. Yep. Michigan State and Michigan, 
one of them won't be undefeated by next week, so I don't care. And that game's mm-hmm. gonna look like such a bad rock fight. One of them's gonna go tumbling down. So I'm just like, whatever. Just keep winning the games. Sure. We're gonna be in a top ten team in a couple of weeks. That's the way I see it. Right. I, I don't see any right. way that something rolls no out to where what. we're not. Yeah, we're not a top ten team when we we flip the calendar uh, over to November. Uh, you know, we're gonna be in that conversation right in the thick of it. So I I'm very content. Uh, Obviously, I, I I just want us to win the rest of them because losing at this point would be so dumb. So just go ahead and win yeah. them, win the rest of these things out. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's it's also hard to do shows like this and podcasts because damn it, Shane, there's not that much to talk about when you're just really happy about shit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not that there's not much <laughs> to talk about. It's just like it's it's almost like we have droned on so much about all the things that haven't gone well so far that when we're presented with a game, we're like, Oh shit, all of it kind of worked this time. And we don't have the, why did they keep Jack Cohen in after his third interception discussion to bring up? Like now that it's like we pantsed USC and that's all we wanted to do was embarrass these motherfuckers. We didn't that, that got to skirt us last season. Like, when that happens, it's like there's nothing, there's no minutia to really focus on. We can identify it, but we have no really interest in exacerbating or exhausting the discussion about it because that gains us nothing. Like, we got what we wanted. We can all just keep, just keep fucking going, keep moving, you know? Yeah, I will say this, though. There is a reality that exists. Mm-hmm. That there is a New Year Six Bowl matchup that okay. could pit Notre Dame against Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you I, what, I, I yeah. want it. I'm not gonna I lie. I want it too. I was gonna say I want it too, man. Like, there's a, there's not a big, not a small part of me that wouldn't, in, that would not enjoy a nice holiday season. Nobody's at work moment where I can sit down and watch Notre Dame smack the shit out of Michigan just to end the year. Just as a big grand here. Hey, it, Christmas it is over. It ends HLS, man. It ends yeah. HLS. <laughs> yeah, that would be the grand fucking finale. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about ways that this thing can end at potential matchups. Like the, the two I want, just like Ford looking, Ford prognosticating, kind of, sort of. I want mm-hmm. to somehow sneak into a rematch with Cincinnati just to get another fucking shot at him. That would be fun too. That would be fun too. Just to get another shot. Just to get yeah. another shot. And I would I would love love to go ahead and get Mitch cuz we're not going to play Michigan for a long ass time because of the no. way the schedules are right now unless something changes. But man, that would be fun. The the third one is that if Ole Miss keeps winning, I tell you what, Playing Lane, full powered Lane Kiffin would be a bonkers game. That would be that would pretty be, hilarious. That, that would fun. be awesome. And he would be, he would be like the closest to pantsless Lane Kiffin as you possibly <laughs> would be, I think. In that opportunity, in that kind of game where like it doesn't really fucking matter. It's, it's, you know, right off into the sunset at the end, regardless. Like, I think he would go full pants off mode. It'd be pretty great. Would not lie. That'd be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, All right, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for us. Of course, if you'd like to hear Shane and I talk more college football, because we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about, make sure mm-hmm. you hit up the Patreon at patreon.com slash ndtex, and you can get a taste of our national recap. But until then, y'all, make sure to keep listening, and make sure you subscribe over to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. 
Make sure to head over and give us a follow at twitch.tv slash Sons for the sim over on Thursday. Discord at herloyalsons.com slash discord. And of course, you can always find us at herloyalsons.com. Well, that's all for now, folks. Until next time, go Irish, beat Tar Heels. Have a good one. Yeah.